The Spin-Off Podcast Network. Ready to rediscover the joys of cycling? With over 300 kilometres of cycle paths across Tamaki Makoto, jumping on your bike and going for a ride is such a fun way to discover the city from a different perspective. Cycling is getting more and more popular across Auckland, so now's a great time to join the hype and give cycling a go. Head to at.govt forward slash cycling to find your nearest cycleway today. Raising capital or taking your business to the world? Investment Fix has everything you need to make it happen. This season, we're exploring the US market, the opportunities it offers, what it takes to grow a business there, and the best way to approach investors. The Investment Fix podcast. Tune in today. Oh, I don't know. I need to look back on delete that. that. Delete that, delete that, delete that. I feel sick. <laughs> Are you going to vomit? Where did that come from? I don't know. The, my, my bowels. G'day, <laughs> Tepano. Welcome to The Real Pod. Duncan, you and I are out of a job. It's like apparently. a reunion special. Well, I don't know. I feel like this might be our last ever podcast because last, uh, last week... Alex Casey, she dropped, she manned the ship. She was in the I wheelhouse. Did. She put on a show. I did. And you like you had a monolith, and there were sound effects. And Stuart Simon Lund, King Corny, brilliant, was brilliant. Cam Mansell, also brilliant. And this uh, we're fired, Duncan. <laughs> this is what happens when you go away for uh, weeks at a time. Okay, look on radio stations, someone goes on maternity leave, right, and they're, they're away for like a year before they get booted. Mm. For us, it was like, what, school holidays? Yeah. <laughs> That's how yeah, long it took. I just, I'm like a goldfish, you know. You give me the space and I will just keep on growing. And I will do a feature-length podcast. <laughs> well, it was quite fun to, to listen to. and just like I just kept, kept imagining Alex Casey on her own just kind of just spinning out of control. Oh, and I could do this, and I can do this, and there's no one to tell, tell me yeah. to stop. And you, and you did it all, and it was wonderful. So, And this, we have to shout out this man for building a universe, a theatre of the mind monolith universe. Thank you, T.I. here. Yeah, you're welcome. There, there is nothing that he cannot do. And do like extremely well. I'm mm. taking all requests for bespoke universe building. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you guys have any theatre of the mind stuff you want to do on a future f- a waterfall right now, water feature, water yeah. feature, oh. maybe like a little fountain, not oh, too much Neil. A wa- <laughs> <laughs> maybe not a waterfall, but like a little like a fountain in the back garden kind of thing. Just oh, yeah, a, little, okay. a little. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, that's what we're hearing right yeah, now. Yeah, I like that. It's good. Really good. It's oh, really not good. a helicopter. <laughs> What are you doing to you? Calm down. Not Richie McCaw in a helicopter coming past the studio <laughs> saying good day. Okay, let, let us tell you what this podcast is. It is called The Real Pod. And Alex, it's fine for us to have pod in the name of the podcast. <laughs> we started back in the times when there were no rules. Well, people thought it would be. A, it was a radio show. Yeah. And we were mm. like, no, it's a no, pod. It's not. Mm. Cast. We just dropped the cast. Anyway. This is your reality TV and pop culture and Aotearoa podcast. I think we're the only one, perhaps, that that has that tagline. <laughs> so, so Certainly that has that really specific tagline. So we are the... Tagline? I can't speak. No, it's okay. It's we'll, we, we know why you can't speak and we'll get to that shortly in the real news. But my name's Janie, joined by Alex Casey and Duncan Grieve and lots of lollies. So many lollies. And Red Bulls, many liquids. It's all happening. Cracker Woody. Oh, oh, that, that spray, that's mate. That's his new mics. Okay, we, uh, Duncan and I have been um, sharing a lovely time with our children. 
We, but, we haven't been sharing it. Could have. No, no, no not no, together. In the, in the same country, continent. Um, but we did. I did listen, as I mentioned, I listened to your podcast, on, and I was listening to it on the way in this morning and thinking, I think I love this doing this podcast more than I love my children. Like, I was so <gasps> excited to get in here. Oh, they don't listen to podcasts. They're not, too not, young. Not yet. One day. They're not going to listen the, to a hundred. That's, that's unimaginable, to, right? How many hours have we done of this cursed thing? Probably as many as I've done parenting, like active yeah. parenting, I reckon. Like, well, this podcast on. is nearly as old as Maisie and Jude, isn't it? Yeah. Because, remember, famously, the first ever real pod, you had them both <laughs> just <laughs> attached to the, attached to the, <laughs> the machinery. <laughs> oh, my God. We're too excited. <laughs> Stuart Summer London came in, so would never. <laughs> Attach it to the machinery. <laughs> Let's get into the real news. We can go no further without addressing the elephant around Duncan's neck. <laughs> It's a secret. Just one chain. Just one chain. At this this point, but (laughs) early days, though. Duncan has what can only be described as a baller hip hop chain. (laughs) I don't know if that's true. I was trying to go for an Italian gentleman's chain. I feel like you've just signed with Dawn Raid. (laughs) (laughs) And complimented by a Coffee News t shirt, which is also excellent. It yeah. does sum you up, I think, in a lot of ways. <laughs> yeah, this is Splash of cultures. Entire, entire vibe. <laughs> well, yeah, like, basically I'm having a midlife crisis. I'm also drenched in sweat now, just from your intro. <laughs> and, and I was like, I just was like, I don't want to just get old and never do the things I've always dreamed of doing. I always liked an Italian gentleman, you know, like open neck shirt, gold chain. I don't have chest hair, which is like, I don't know, I was sure that there'll be technology to deal with that soon. Maybe we can add that in post, like, like the helicopter sounds and uh and i was just like if you're not if not now then when and uh and so nikki nikki uh nikki sorted me out that is very strong midlife crisis vibes i know um if not now then when (laughs) it's like i'm basically on my way to dying i need to do all the things like we start wearing a chain immediately Yeah, yeah yeah how much of the gold coast influenced this Decision. I was, was I was like very so I had my birthday on the Gold Coast. Happy birthday! Happy birthday! <laughs> no, no, absolutely not. I'm straight out the window if you finish that <laughs> sentence. Uh, and and yes, I was I was excited to to um, to break the chain out <laughs> of the box. On Goldie, and because uh, you can be a different person when you're not at home, right? That's the thing, right? And and also, it just felt like a totally normal thing to be wearing around there. Mm. My mum saw it and was like, "Oh, that's new." <laughs> Mums have a way, right, of saying oh. sixty thousand things in one very short <laughs> sentence. Yeah, yeah, I knew that. I knew it wasn't going to be Mum's fave, but um, that's all right. It's for me. What's the weight on that? It's pretty heavy. Looks like six kilograms. I mean, this thing is—it looks weighty. It says a lot. It's like your mum. It says a lot without saying anything at all. You know. Gold chains. I yep. love it. Congratulations! Oh, thank on you. stepping into your potency. Yes, <laughs> I think it's brave and wonderful, and I love it. And I'm just—I'm all about it. How many people have commented since you walked in through the doors at work? These, these are the first ones. But with the eyes, I was wearing a hoodie, which was like a giant <laughs> turtle neck. <laughs> 
one of those fake shirts, like little dicky shirts. <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. Oh, oh I love this. I can't wait for it to just for everyone to see it and enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, look, I can imagine that it's. I'm basically walking around as a as a meme for the rest of my life. Speaking of um, everyone seeing things and enjoying it, Lynette Forday apparently everywhere all at once. Yeah, I've seen her thrice Do you since think- you've been away. And, and, and do you think that she's always been she's there? She's always been there. And we've we just should, only yeah. seeing her now? We've opened her eyes yeah. properly. I think, actually, I was thinking it's so crazy that, that you guys are seeing her so much, but then I'm like, no, wait, she walks for six hours a day. She clearly lives around our neighbourhood. Well, she could live anywhere. Yeah. For six hours a day, she's doing most of the city. It's amazing that we're not all seeing her. Oh, there she goes. Hi, Lynette. Um, it's just, you know, it's just honestly... She's everywhere. It's just like a little parade every day around the city. Just one celebrity. (laughs) And a big straw hat, to be fair. But that's her vibe. We know this from watching her on the island. I really want to get her on the pod. Mm. If she says things on the pod that she said off the pod, it'd be a cracking pod. She has been gone for a week or two. I forgot. I forgot her. I forgot her until I see the opening credits and I'm like, oh my God. Lynette, I know. It's amazing how quickly... Who was the first person off? Oh, Guy Mont, but there was a kind of... Yeah. Have we discussed the fact that they're actively changing the opening credits to cut out people who've been eliminated? What? What? Did you guys guys notice that? They didn't used to do that. Because I remember having to sit through and... and Casey Frank, every week. Yeah, every week. (laughs) I I always thought it was quite a nice, like, nod to the people who'd been eliminated don't get screen time. Once you're dead, you know how they write people's names on and then scratch them out? They are going to the trouble of, like, recutting the opening credits. They've done it twice so far in the season. Gosh, you're observant. Um, I mean, is, there were a lot to start with. Sounds like he watches the credits and doesn't like skip past huge chunks <laughs> yeah. of the show Three like speed. me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that might be it. Speaking of CTI, on the weekend, like an absolute loser, stalker, starstruck idiot, <laughs> um, I took my children to the bowling alley in Lincoln Road because... Jesse Chuke and Ron Cribb were running a fundraiser for Inga Tuigamala's family, and they were doing like 24 hours of bowling. I thought it was like consecutive hours, but it was 12 hours one day, 12 hours the next. Anyway, oh, they're like, you know, come on down, have a bowl. And I, I had my delightful children with me and uh, was struggling to get them to touch grass, as one of them says. He's like, I don't touch grass. <laughs> um, That's a really good way of saying touch yeah. grass. And, and, uh, and so I was like, well... Instead of grass, what about getting a photo with an ex all black? And they were like, okay, mum, fine. And uh, I had to bribe them with all sorts of other things. But we, we got there and we had a bloody great time. And I like met celebrities oh from Celebrity Treasure Island. And they were all lovely. All of them? Yes. Were they oh. all there? They weren't. Oh, sorry, no, they weren't all there, but the ones that were were all lovely. So we had Cribby. You had Cribby. You know, had... what's his bowling like? It must be crazy. Oh, very good. The Just power. The power. He's a very big man. He just like is, holes in the wall at the end of the... Yeah. I, I mean, I think they're going to end up spending all the fundraising money on all the damage he did with that bowling ball, <laughs> quite frankly. Um, Jessie Chick was obviously there. Who else was there? Um, Courtney Louise. <gasps> oh, she is enthusiastic and animated in real life as well. I saw her at the mall. Oh, wow. I saw her and Alex King at the mall. Maybe. Oh, then Alex King turned up. Oh, my goodness. But this was the day before you saw them at the mall, so that's real friendship right there. And that was just star power. Like I, my eyes, I looked at them before I looked, like before I knew who they were. I was just like, wow, they're coming out of Sephora, of course, of course. course. And did you notice that Alex King had really lovely hair? Beautiful. Yeah, oh. she just had it done before she came to the alley. 
These are the behind-the-scenes secrets that you get from me, the links that I go to. Real stalkers. Yeah. That's amazing insights on this podcast. We can, I like we're becoming kind of increasingly craven and, and like... I think it started as this like arch ironic thing, and now it's just very sincere. Like, well, there's a celebrity. Yeah. Also, like, it's not like Lynette, who you just see out strolling. I'm actively tracking them down, and if they're on mass, even better. You know, mm. um, Dylan Schmidt was there. I didn't talk to him very much. Joel Rindelob was there. Amazing, great guy. Um, how old is he, by the way? Is that, can we reveal? It's a good cue. Because I'm just, I noticed that they're talking, calling him Uncle Joel, and I was just like, I don't feel like he's old enough to be Uncle Joel. I think he just still... has Uncle vibes, right? Just the kind of weirdness. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it yeah. Comes through. Very uncle weird, <laughs> weird uncle. You're never yeah. quite sure where he lives. Yeah, like, you know, kooky, kooky academic uncle. Yeah. You know, it's classic, classic trope <laughs> with um, a mullet. <laughs> and who are, I, th- I think I think that might have been everyone, but it was a good haul. It was, it was a, good a great haul. haul. And then I keep like watching the Instagram stories that were going up from all of them and, and seeing who else turned up later. You know, like Karen O'Leary went. Oh and I just like all word. these people, and I was like, oh. it's like Weetbix cards, eh? You want to get them all? I just couldn't sit there for the full twelve hours. I just feel like that might have been too much. Did your kids? They have a nice time. Like, were they? Yeah, they, they watch f- the show. No, okay. I so they were just like, to, we're just. They the wanted bowling. to watch it afterwards, though. And then I was like, "See, there's that person you saw, and there's that person you saw." And I had to send them all the photos that I took of them. Like, it was proper. Like, ran into a celebrity at the mall. Can you take a photo with my kids' stuff? Mm. And it, it's just embarrassing. But I do these things for the pod. You got to do it. Speaking of um, celebrities from Celebrity Treasure Island, um, Vivian, who's a Huge Shortland Street fan, and now will kind of grudgingly watch Celebrity Treasure Island as a result. Is convinced that Courtney Louise can't be a New Zealander because she's too beautiful. <laughs> it's true. Honestly, it's a good take. <laughs> it's a real shady take on, on our minging country. She's she makes beautiful. such good calls. I am chewing a lolly, so it's up to you guys for the next um, probably forty-five seconds. Um, do we have any more Treasure Island real news? Because if not. I want to talk about hitting the pole. <laughs> oh, oh, my yes. gosh. How was that not the lead? Well, we're all on a, per- gr- we're journey. Journey. Right. We're all on a journey of personal growth. Duncan started wearing chains. <laughs> I have started recreational pole dancing. <laughs> you know? So there's something in the water. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe uh, it's summer. I don't I know. I got a new look, and it's crazy. I it's got a crazy so new look. good. Um, what about me? Shaggy. I mean, you've got a big tan. You're... Yeah, had a holiday time. vibes. It doesn't take long though for me because I'm half Chinese, so it just it just happens. I don't know if this surprised you guys that I've started doing this, but um, not I've, at all. I've though. only been twice, and everyone I've told they're like, "Are you doing this for a story?" And I'm like, "No, this it, is not it, for a story. It will end up being a story. It will probably end up being a story, but it is lifestyle. It's a mood. Um, <gasps> Are you going to get one installed in the in the? I have the already looked. <laughs> The prices for removable collapsible poles for Christchurch, which I also haven't talked about on the podcast yet, but I'm officially moving in December. December. And I'm on the lookout for friends. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as he said that, I was like, she's going to say friends, but surely she can't possibly say friends, but it's inevitable that she will say friends. And you said friends. This, That's so cute. This is a new part of my, my personal growth. I'm also just being very upfront about um, the search for friends. You yeah. Know? <laughs> Yeah, in a new city. I don't know many people. I know there's a lot of cool cornies in Christchurch. Get in touch. Send me an email. Hey, so I used to live in LA for a little bit, and <laughs> when I was there, I had no friends, and um, I made 
my friends through school. I know you don't have children at the minute, mm. um, but you, there's no reason you can't hang outside of school and pretend <laughs> well, to no, have no, children. There's actually like heaps of reasons you can't <laughs> hang out of school. Of school. Stop, stop killing dreams, Duncan. <laughs> hang outside of school, pretend you've got kids, and just be looking at your watch going, oh, God, why aren't they out yet? Yeah, no, anyway. And <laughs> I don't have a watch. Well, there goes that then. That's the only problem with that situation. <laughs> Anyway, pole dancing. Oh. I started it. It's wonderful. I'm so bad at it. It's so challenging. We've got a lovely video that um, will pop in the corner. I think I, I can go on the Discord. I can be exclusive Discord content. Okay, exclusive yeah. Discord content. So uh, if you look at the show notes for this episode, you can join our Discord. It's worth it even if just to watch this video of Alex pole dancing like an absolute pro. <laughs> can confirm it's cracking. It's like, I don't know if you've seen that film, the film Hustlers. It's that. If you put that on TikTok, it would go viral. Like, and you could be shilling shit, and you could say goodbye to all of us because you'd be what? so rich. I don't know. You flexible have... portable poles. See this gold chain? You could have ten I of those. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, probably yeah. in a week. I don't want that. Yeah. Can I? No. I anyway, show notes, Discord. Also, you'll find a link to the Real Pole Corner, which is our Facebook group. If that's more your vibe. The back of my legs covered in brute. Like I am pur- like purple. My legs are purple, and I've never been happier. But you, purple's <laughs> nice on you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and that's my tan. Shall we get into reality check? Let's do it. I have four weeks to decide I'm going to drop my entire life. I am disgusted at how much you have copied my husband. Did you just buy? Reality check. We'll start with FBoy Island, I suppose. Yes. Gloss over. The uh, the other island, the, the lesser of the islands. The island that no one really wants to talk about or visit, to be honest. But we are an investigative reality TV podcast, so we're going to go where other people will not. We are. Now, uh, have you watched? I've watched. There's two episodes available at time of recording. Yes. And have watched them both. Okay, Duncan? I've not visited the island. You haven't visited the island. Uh, yet. Not not because I'm ab- above it, because but I'm behind it. <laughs> Can you tell me everything about the island? Well, hard you to tell must all, the, all the controversy. Oh, that's happened ha- while you were away. Yes. I did write about it. Oh uh, yeah. How did you manage that? Oh, I just got up early on my birthday and just banged <laughs> on your birthday. I am so surprised you're still married. Truly, that is divorce material. Well, no, I did it before she woke up, just on the on the low. Even worse. <laughs> Even worse. Oh, look, like I said, midlife crisis. Oh, no one ever God. called me normal. That's not, that's something. Anyway. anyway. It was the top red story on the oh, site for yeah, a while. Yeah, I, I know. Yeah. I you keep your eyes. You keep your eyes on <laughs> A little birthday present to yourself. Keep your eyes on the stats. <laughs> um, F-boy island. Okay, we've got an island. There's 20 men on it. Half of them are F-boys. Half of them are nice guys. Who is who? Siobhan Ruakere is amazing. She's amazing. As the host of this show. It is a hard sell. Like, it is, I don't think a lot of people were on board even before the big controversy was basically attached this massive stink to the show, which I feel like it'll never shake. It will do, nef- definitely never shake it. Do we need to recap the contrive in case anyone somehow missed it, or is it? Yeah, um, well, yeah, very there was a big. There was it was it was large, but it basically emerged maybe a week before the show was supposed to go to air that the contestant Wade Moore appeared in court last year on suffocation charges. He was found not guilty, but he did admit over the course of the kind of investigation to police that he lured a woman home with the intention of like sleeping with her, even though she was intoxicated. Just a really bad guy, bad vibe around the whole show. There was calls to cut him out. There were petitions to pull the show. Um, They did edit him out of the series as best they could. 
Uh, he does definitely appear in the crowd shots, and particularly episode two, it's very telling because he actually goes home, <laughs> and it's very obvious when they talk about like the numbers don't really add up. You know that there's like certain shots as well where they they've zoomed in yeah. on their HD to like oh, cut really? when there's three of them standing up there to cut in, like the, you know the shot would have had all three originally, and they've yeah. kind of like zoomed in and cropped it, and you just get like a little bit of his shirt on the side mm. of the screen. Or when they walk in, when they, it's like, yeah. and it's like suddenly speed up real fast, <laughs> <laughs> and it just whizzes fast. Anyway, it's just it's just this emblem of kind of the toxic male culture that has sort of fed into the creation of a show like this, and it makes it very hard to enjoy. <laughs> Interesting thing for me is that I didn't, I knew that there was a story, I knew that there was a headline, that there was a bad man, and that there were calls for the show to be pulled. But I didn't know he'd been taken out. So I was watching it and kind of being like, who's the bad man? And it wasn't until right at the end of episode two that I was like, oh, hang on. Who's who's that? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, he must be the bad man. So so, so does he go home even though he's not been on screen kind of thing? Yeah. Yeah. But they don't talk about the fact he's going home. They just like – it's they've done like as good a job as you possibly can, I guess. And I mean – Thank God that he goes home episode two because if, imagine if he won, oh. you know, like. But the problem for the show now is that when the men get eliminated, they don't actually leave the world of the island. The guys who are announced as F-boys go to um, Limbro. Limbro and the nice guys go to the nice guy Grotto. <laughs> That's very funny writing. <laughs> and I don't know. And we return to those places throughout the show. So it might be that he appears again. And I don't know if there's a redemption arc there, if people do come back. Yeah, true. I I did watch the US one, but not all the way through, so I don't actually know what happens. It's so weird, though, because they just give no context to the good guy Grotto and the Limbro. They just, like, send them there and do this kind of theatrical play out of, like, you know, you're going into this thing. And it's like, and what is this thing? And what's the purpose of it? But no, nothing. Just... There you are. Yeah. There's a lot of assumed knowledge going into the show that, like, you know what an F-boy is, mm-hmm. that you're kind of so um, in the world of dating shows that you just accept it all. There's no setup. There's no. There's no VO. There's no explanation about really what we're doing here. And I think part of that's the problem. I'm just really interested in who's enjoying it <laughs> and who's watching it in that young audience that they're targeting so desperately. Um, yeah, it's very interesting mm. that the, that that element of it, especially because it, the the contrav and even just the very fact of the show couldn't really have come at a worse time. Sorry, this is about to become a bit foldish. Uh, fold being my other podcast where I talk about the media, but yeah, you know, they're about to merge TVNZ with with RNZ, and the whole point is to. Reach saying younger audiences, yes, but also do so in a very kind of public spirited, non F boy <laughs> island type way. So the even yeah, even the show existing at all is like a bit tense for the government being like, We're gonna go in a you know, like make this lovely public media like oh not not like that. And then <laughs> and then the thing just explodes. So it's 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 got multiple dimensions, this uh, this, dis- this disaster, quite apart from the fact that it sounds like quite a weird and weird show that I'm now kind of almost kind of morbidly curious about. Oh, yeah. look, I, I, like, I have to say I probably – Alex was really enthusiastic about episode one in a I was. very guilty Denver kind of a way. I was. And so I watched it. I found, I found it um, quite – yeah, I didn't have enough information. It didn't give me enough information of what the show actually was. I wasn't a hundy on what an F-boy was. 
Yeah. Like, had to Google. Clearly <laughs> <laughs> aging ourselves here. <laughs> I, I had a general idea, but I was like, no, I need to know exactly what an F boy is. And now I know, which is handy. Um, but it was also, like, I was just so sh- taken with Shav's performance. I was like, how can, no offence to our lovely lead ladies, who are beautiful and amazing, but Shav is, like, all that and more. And it's like, that's very distracting. That would be mm. very distracting for me if I was one of the contestants <laughs> and I'm vying for the, the love of the three girls. Mm. I'd be like, but also maybe chef, you know? <laughs> well, so it's like when Art was the host on oh, yeah. the, the, the Bachelor. On yes. Bachelor. That's a minor stroke. What's that? Middle-aged. Um, <laughs> the chain is like tightening around your neck. <laughs> well, I was trying to figure out whether it was the Art or the I Ur. think he did two seasons, didn't he? Did but he? it's just like well, you can't have all both, yeah. that right I there. Know. No man Ridiculous. can compare. Mm. Ridiculous. Mm. Um, I have an upcoming story about you because I've kind of been in ribbons trying to work out the politics of the show and where it sits. For me as like someone who is a feminist, reports on these sorts of issues of like sexual assault and stuff and is also a diehard reality fan. Very difficult for me. So I inter- I've interviewed the creator of the show, Elon Gale, who I've talked about before, I think. Who- in, in America. In America. Wow. Um, wow. And he's like America. Proper America. I so- lived God. in LA what one time. <laughs> <laughs> Some years were breaking. <laughs> Do you know him? He's even got Pro- LA in Pro- his first Pro- name. Wow. And his last name. Whoa. Um, we didn't even talk about that. <laughs> Crazy at you. Because um, he's real adamant that he thinks the show is like a devastating takedown of men. It's he thinks really it's like not. an exposure of masculinity. And I was like, Whatever helps sleep at night. <laughs> but then I've also spoken to um, Angela Meyer, who was kind of behind the petition and spoken to TVNZ. They have about 6,000 signatures. Angela Meyer, like our Angela Meyer. Our Angela oh, Meyer. I love that. And also Rebecca Trelease, PhD in reality TV, who was on The Bachelor season two, who's, who, like, you know, if there's anyone who knows about it. And she made a really good point where she's like, I don't think people want to watch a reality show where you know up front that half the cast are villains. Half the, like, joy of enjoying reality is like, figuring out mm. who's who slowly and mm. there's always only one or two from like a pure story perspective. Mm. It's just unpleasant to yeah. watch half a cast of bad people. And like, also they, they tell you half of them like yeah. as well. Some of them are accredited as F-boys and nice guys in, like, in their key graphics when they're doing their in the moment mm. interviews. And it's like, well, that takes all the mystery out of it. Yeah. There's only some, I mean, at the end of episode two, we got a reveal that that guy, Denny, who kind of looked like a fun, surfy, kind of tradey guy, was actually there as an F-boy. Yeah. But when you see, like, the other F-boys slapping him on the back and being like, shot, bro, you're just kind of like, what is this? Like, what? I, yeah. It's just, I, I can't stop thinking about it. <laughs> it's sort of weird as well. Like, if you're, if, if you are an F-boy... And you're willing to go on television as one. Like, are you saying that this is me for for my life? I'm going to be just like an actively terrible person that you should run from if you ever see me on a dating app or in a yeah, bar. Yeah, it doesn't surely can't do you any favors on Tinder, you know? Or, or maybe like I know that there are sort of women who are sort of into f boys in a weird fucked up way. Like, but it just does feel like. This is going to haunt you. <laughs> I'm mm. assuming, and probably should, but still, it's quite a big thing to be. Admitting to in such a public forum, yeah. When's F Girl Island starting? That's what I want to know. Well, that's a really good point. Yeah, 
It wouldn't ever happen. Would it? Like, how would, would you get the happen? team together? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just interesting. It is. I mean, we'll keep an eye yeah. on it, you know. But we're not going to recap it beat for beat. I just we definitely are not. I think I might be. I might be out. Mm. I might be out. I'm so in on the other island. Yeah. Should we just move to the other island? In fact, let's it. have a quick break and then we'll move to the other island. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. We are now on the other island, the North Island, in fact, for celebrity, celebrity treasure island. <laughs> is it? I, know, I still don't know whether it's actually on an island or not. It's on the North Island. It's the North Island. <laughs> but, but it's not on island. an island no, off the North Island. No, it's, it's on the main On the main, on the main land. <laughs> on the Motu. You've got to drive through a farm to get there. Oh, that's pretty much the sea. <laughs> I mean, it's near the sea, you know. It's and the it was, real sea. It was COVID times, you know. You just got to suspend disbelief. Can I say something? It looks so cold. It looks like, it's I still, just, I know. I just, it looks like the worst time. They're so they're so rugged up, and mm. they do such a good job of pretending like the weather isn't happening to them constantly. <laughs> the rain, oh, in rain. I feel like we didn't, we haven't really had a lot of rain thus far. But gosh, they look so miserable. It's so wet, and it's summertime. <laughs> like what? This is just embarrassing, New Zealand. Mm. Yeah. Embarrassing. So cold, winterless north. Yeah, exactly right. So, well, because the winter apparently is in summertime. <laughs> you know, um, so I missed some weeks, right? And I was unable to catch up when I got back. So I feel kind of a little bit discombobulated. But we are on week seven. We've got in the remaining castaways. We've got in Mungo. Well, at least at the start of the week, uh, we've got Susan, Cam, Jesse, Mel, and Siobhan. And in Kuaka, we've got Courtney, Joel, Elvis, Ron, Polina, and Karen. I'm coming in cold. Who's gone home in the last few weeks? So the other way around. Other way around? Team names the other way around. Anyway, it doesn't matter. I'm sorry. <laughs> See? This is what happens. I'm never missing a single second ever again. Oh, yeah, the major thing. You, you missed the, the monolith reveal was the most humongous. I saw that. That was a moment. I saw that. Okay. Okay. I caught up on like a few episodes, but not enough. She also mm. heard our monolith I heard reveal, your, which was, was probably the best of the... It was better. <laughs> Superior <laughs> monolith. Yeah. yeah. Monolith ranking? Maybe. I would like to see. I would like to see, and I know we no one will ever do this because it's far too tense, a charity ranking. Uh, oh, I, I always, I've no. always liked that idea. <laughs> <laughs> We've definitely had to cut out conversation about this many times over the course of this podcast. <laughs> I love I love Cam Menzel, but his charity, when you compare like artists who haven't been able to do live shows over COVID with like children and Starship or something, it's really... It's buzzy as well. Like there are heaps of charities, I'm not going to name any of them, where like... Pretty sure that's the government's job, <laughs> and it's just like a bit. Well, of that's extra. one of them, right? Yeah, like it's it's the government's job to make sure everyone sort of got work and shit after COVID. Well, I don't know about that. that that's anyway, man. We could go, go down some rabbit holes. Here. <laughs> no, but, but I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm talking a no, 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 what I'm saying is, from a viewer's perspective, you're obviously your heartstrings are going to go more for some charities than others. You I know? personally think Cam's charity is cool. It's cool. I'm not saying it's not a worthwhile thing. I mean, that's five grand. It would not, that, it would not be my a, bottom ranked charity. It would be. <laughs> that would get you bloody music, New Zealand and Air music video back in the day. You know, 
Well, does it still do five k? If you wanted for for your charity, there used to be I the five k video it, Maybe it's like six k now or something. Inflation, yeah, untamable. Just do a two minute song. Get, get Adrian Orr on here. Get Bernard Hickey on here. <laughs> I will just jump in as well and say it's Cam Mansell. Mansell. What? Yeah. Mansell like Hansel. Yeah, but like Nigel Mansell. Oh, oh God, that oh, makes yeah, total sense. Yeah, do, yeah, are they related? Crazy. I don't know who that is. Sorry, so that, know. he's a race car Sorry driver. Sorry to that man. Yeah, he's a race car driver mm. from the 1980s. Get <laughs> 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 his grandy. Yeah, yeah. I reckon he would have worn a gold chain like this as well. Sorry, Cam. Sorry for saying your surname wrong. He's pretty relaxed about it. Yeah. He's pretty relaxed about it on the podcast. Yeah. Oh, what a nice guy. I also don't know. I didn't get the impression that he listened to the podcast. No, that <laughs> I think was he so just loves the funny, Discord. Because when you're like, oh, and you're a real pod fan. It's like, I don't yeah, know what like, that is. Like, and you're the Discord, right? He's like, um. And what's but with, he the, is what's with the, the corn thing? I just know there's emojis. Right? I know, I know. That was so humiliating listening to you having to like. Yeah. We were actually the first corns <laughs> I know, on the I internet. Know. <laughs> so oh, defensive. So defensive. Oh. So anyway, he's a huge fan. Huge fan. <laughs> yeah. Look, we'll take it. Um, so Ep19, Ep19 of this lovely show starts with a charity challenge. I know you hate them, Duncan. I I enjoy them. and This I, was amazing. I really enjoy them because it's getting real tense. The stretch hat's getting real full on. And the charity challenges are just nice and straightforward. And it's a happy time for all. And there are no losers because someone's charity is getting money. You know? That's an everyone who doesn't win a loser. But do the charities deserve it? <laughs> That's a whole... I think we need Rank to Rank get- them. <laughs> uh, so Jessie does the slug in this worm race. But point of order, that's not, that's not how a slug moves. That's an inchworm, <gasps> what he's doing. Uh, have you said a slug doesn't... Sorry, getting a bit yes, cold. Yes, no, I see here. what you say. It's a caterpillar, actually. It is, is a caterpillar. Yeah, yeah. it is a caterpillar. Can take the but- lady away from the pole. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just refer to our dance expert over here. Yeah, it's the caterpillar. Okay, cool. Um, anyway, but he was very good. He at was it. very good at whatever it was. He was, it was very powerful. good at it. And they had to push a ball. Is this the one they had to push a ball over a rope or something? It's just fun seeing celebrities be like hog tied and have to bloody. <laughs> <laughs> like knock a ball with their nose down some sand. Like, what's not great about that? Do you yeah. think this just aside? <laughs> points of order and aside. <laughs> what the hell is this nineteenth-century podcast? Do you think this show, this format, which is objectively amazing? It's sort of unexportable because no other country's celebrities would be willing to put up with this shit. I disagree. I think I think the charity challenges probably if we if we actually look back over it, they probably start out kind of fine and normal and not so embarrassing. But the longer you're on the island and the more bonkers you go, the more you're prepared to do. I think well that's true. It's more just the like really roughing it kind of. What yeah, about, um, maybe. I'm a celebrity. Get yeah. me out of here. Isn't that and, and celebrity yeah, but, but survivor. The lady from the chase they're, they're had a really like, hard time. Oh, I know, but they're all kind of washed by that point. You know, the lady from the chase like, is we've washed. Got Excuse me, Duncan. Uh, the biggest show in New Zealand. <laughs> I'm, Behind I'm, Country I'm, Calendar. I'm this close to diving out the window. Now. <laughs> Why are they not celebs from Country Calendar on the island? That's what I want to know. Mm. Why is Greg? <laughs> Why is Greg from the Waikato not on the island? I feel like you're you're outing yourself as the only person who watches Country Calendar here. I've never watched Country Calendar. What? But I assume someone called Greg from the Waikato has been I on there at some over point. the last 50 years. Got to be. But sure, like, there have got to be celebrities that are on Country Calendar, or mm. is that just the dog and sheep? But even then, that'd be good. 
Yeah, if there was dog a dog, sheep island. like like no, but like just one celebrity dog. Or if you had a sheep, then there'd be the tension of do we kill it to eat the it? The bugger dog is dead. Sorry. Oh, wow. Fuck, sorry. Okay, can we just chuck a content warning at the top, <laughs> at the top of the slide? Is that a recent thing? Nah. No, okay. That's just a random fact of a dog that died once. The bugger once. dog is dead. Well, and, I was just trying and, to think of a great too. dog. Crumpy, he's, he's Spot. dead. Who's that? Spot he's, is dead. He's, he's the Crumpy's the human. The he's the human. Oh, says, oh God. Bugger. God's sake. <sighs> and the driving dog. One of the driving dogs is dead. My dog. And Denver. Oh, and yeah, it's Denver. <laughs> Let's oh, just God. list dead animals. Oh God, old Yella. Oh, <laughs> old Yella. Bambi. <laughs> being famously not a dog. Famously not real. <laughs> oh, no, that's all true. Okay, okay. Also, didn't die in the movie. Yeah. One of the only dead. Well, I'm just assuming. Probably so dead by ago. now. Yeah, yeah, fair, fair, fair. Okay, <laughs> Bambi. <laughs> We've got, we're, we're one minute into the first episode <laughs> of three long episodes of this show, and uh, we've got quite a lot to get through. So I'm going to try and bring things back on track. Jesse wins the charity challenge. Um, he's the navigator, I've learned. Great movie from the 80s, by the way. Uh, and he, he look, Jesse, I know that Jesse has been um, slowly building up to be a powerhouse, but this week he's like mega, super, just absolutely owning it, right? Like, this is his game to lose for sure. I watched one of the challenges on like sort of one maybe two speed, and it was just comical how far ahead of everyone he was. Yeah. He just mm. he just because everyone else looks like they're going at normal speed, and he's just going just like mm-hmm. flying across the screen. Mm-hmm. He's a freak he's of nature, such a freak of nature, and seems so nice, but starting to get weathered. You know, like he's starting to look like he's unraveling. Like he's very very got a lot of sun. There's a lot of sand in the hair. He's just like. The epitome of what happens to someone over the course of what seems like 125 days in the rain and sun mm. and sand um, mm. without any food. And just he's unravelling, but still just absolutely owning the game. Mm. And his people on side. Like, it was interesting talking to Cam, and Cam was like, yeah, I totally bought his weird lie about the what was in the monolith yeah. <laughs> and the, his Harry Potter <laughs> madness. And he just did that on the spot, right? Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Like, what a player. He, every dimension of what this show is. Like, I feel like they did Celebrity, Treasure Island, All-Stars, and got kind of bare grills and just all these <laughs> random freaks from around the world. But Jesse would still be wiping the floor. With them. Get Horse. Remember Horse? Yeah. yeah. The OG. He's a counsellor. Or, um, I mean, he's also dead R.I.P., but the Crocodile horse. Hunter. Oh. No, no, no. The Horse, I'm assuming, is alive. <laughs> Not far lap, though. <laughs> Saw the bones. That's true. Yeah, you did. <laughs> Um, I feel like uh, Jesse is almost like the F-boy of Celebrity Treasure Island, not in the traditional F-boy way, but in the way that he he can lie with such ease and charm everyone um, to get what he wants, you know? Everyone's a bit in love with him. Everyone's a bit Mm. in love with him, yeah. I also think people are trying to emulate his, like, you know how it was a few weeks ago now when he went back during the individual challenge and rescued Karen from being stuck under a log. Mm. I think we're now seeing the chook effect mm. of people trying to like high road and challenges, like how Courtney went back and tried to rescue Elvis and like, I, I mean, we're jumping ahead, but you know, people are trying to do these like moral high ground moves, which I think are all a direct result of Jesse Chook. Yeah, he started it all. <laughs> and there are things like that, I think, that happen in this game that people look over previous seasons and go, remember when someone did that? Mm. And they bring that into their gameplay. So it'll be interesting to see next season if anyone does 
you know, like if that becomes if that's a carry on thing, that's the chook effect that mm. will ripple on forever. From and it's now a good on. effect. It's basically saying be be better. You know, like how can someone be so good? Like he's like another Art Green, like good mm. and funny and nice and good at sports. Good at sports. <laughs> he even looks a bit like Art Green, but put in a sh- shrinker. Do you know what I mean? Like he's got that like same sort of coloured hair and kind of slightly angular face, but he's like just a whippet, like a, point, a whippet yeah, like a whippet tart green greyhound. Like yes, that's the exact analogy that we needed. Uh, thank you. Yes, and that makes perfect sense. Um, Courtney recognises that Joel is still a big threat. She's oh, obsessed with this. Okay, I having watched these three episodes this week, I'm just like Joel is like the nicest. He's the nicest. Like everyone thinks that he's like playing some game, and he's just like being actually proper nice. He's like Alex saying, "I just want to have some friends." Yes. What game are you playing, scientist? I just mean it. (laughs) He just wants to have a nice big snooze. Uh, Very so tired. Joel can try and kill you. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone's trying to murder you, and he's like, goes up to Ron, and he's like. Just making some inquiries re- regarding the Backstreet Boys Alliance. <laughs> and Ron is like, shut up, Joe. Get out. <laughs> Whereas what I think is weird is like Courtney is so ride or die with Ron Cribb, who seems like the biggest threat <laughs> to not only the game, but all of mankind. Like, he's just a machine. If someone is. told you that Ron Cribb was nine feet tall and could sort of just <laughs> pound a building into dust, you're like, yeah, I mean, it's probably true. On balance, balance of probabilities. Was there something that happened in the last few weeks that I missed that's, that really cemented this alliance between Courtney and Ron? Mm. Or do you do you think it's after dark chats that we just that we're never caught on camera? I think it's it after is dark extremely chats. strong. Yeah, like she's willing to like throw anyone else under the bus except for Ron. But then she also like broke Ron's kind of save Mel edict. You know, this is true. Role. That's true. But her, but she will not put him up at any cost. Well, mm. this week, mm. anyway. Uh, right, where are we? Okay, so there's a face-off. This is uh, rowing out to get some paddles from three locations and then spell uh, today a word. Jesse reckons he knows the answer right away. Then no way the other team will get it. Um, but the other team got it. Kuaka could not get there not undone for... I mean, they didn't have Ron Crib to yeah. just, like, rip apart mm. yeah. and not with Destroy his bare hands. Mm. Like, they were trying with their nails. They were breaking their nails. They were, like, getting their teeth involved. And Ron Crib just walks up to his sister and just, like, with his bare hands and rips it apart. <laughs> looks at a knot. And, and Mungo, take the win. There's a hee-hulk. <laughs> and you're right. I did get the team names around the wrong way earlier in the show. I apologise for that. Oh, That's just me being... Away. <laughs> <laughs> they got a big old lamb roast. There was a Potatoes. lot of food. It was a lot of food. I worry about their stomachs on some of the things that they're given when they haven't been eating for a while, and then suddenly it's like, here's a lamb roast. That, what does that do to your system? It's intense. Does it block you out or does it do the opposite? <laughs> well, this is why I appreciated Siobhan talking about it, like starting the conversation regarding the fish and chips a few weeks ago. Yes. Like, I didn't even want them anyway because I would be on the toilet yeah. all night. <laughs> yeah. I feel like Joel would know, wouldn't he know? He should be putting he out warnings know. to his uh, his allies. Don't eat that. Just sleep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's true. <laughs> um, oh, there's so many strats going on this week that it is it's just boggling my mind, and my notes make no sense to me. Um, 
But there was Courtney trying to pass a note to Mal, but Elvis is looking. Oh, yeah. Jesse's got everything all figured out all the time. Like, based on almost nothing, he, he manages to figure out everyone else's strategies. Elvis, I feel like I like quite, quite like Elvis escalating, and he does mm. this really, like, he just knows everything that's going on, and, and all his, in the moments, he's just absolutely, like, ruthlessly, I'm going to come back and get you. And then he's so convincingly not that to mm. their face. Like, he's a player. He yeah. is a player. He is also, a player. He's a cartwheeler? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Well, you don't be in the royal. Answer. You don't be in the royal yeah. family bloody dance troupe without being able to do a I cartwheel. Know, but man, the way he just sort of sprang into it, and uh, that was an amazing performance on the slip and slide. Was he should have won? Um, you talk about the pretend vote and Courtney like feeling so awkward about who she was going to put up. Okay, this was if we want to talk about performances, oh. Courtney Louise is a sterling actor, and she <laughs> put it all on. <laughs> In this, okay, so she wanted to put up Joel and yeah. who was um, and we didn't we and Cribby is that was well, that, that, that was that those it was were, between it was between Joel, Joel and, and Ron. She obviously didn't want to put Ron up, but she didn't want to just make it look uh, like who's she wanted. Ron? Sorry, Cribby, Cribby, Cribbage. <laughs> um, so she like they did this whole charade of like a fa- a vote yes. with people bringing in yeah. rocks. But to, to kind of start that, she basically faked a breakdown. Yes, <laughs> with real tears. Like, real she's tears. Like, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to go in and I'm going to pretend I'm having a really hard time choosing. Okay, just roll with it. And then Karen's going to say this. And then it all played out exactly as scripted. It was wild. And she did it so well that even Krabby was like, I, is she okay? Like, I don't know if she's actually acting Honestly, or not. Honestly, don't quit your day job because you're bloody good <laughs> yeah, at it. Yeah, bloody, bloody good at it. Um, Elvis saw right through it, but then was still just like, like you said, acted like he was completely ignorant, played along with it anyway. Mm. Um, what an amazing player. Very, very good friends. And I think even Flatmate at, at some point with um, Lance Savali. So mm. surely he knows. had been clued up. When he did the bluff with the rock, like, oh my like, god! Uh, but that was like funny, like like I feel like that stops being plausible when you're seven. <laughs> the old hand swap. Especially when he like paused and he was like, oh, he's like, oh, right's that one, isn't it? And yeah. he, like his elbows <laughs> yeah. moving. It takes like an hour for him to do the transfer. <laughs> oh, uh, and dear. Joel legitimately just trusts Courtney. She, mm. He's just like. The man was asleep. He Again, was asleep. while all this was happening. <laughs> <laughs> we have a classic elimination battle. It's balls on paddles, guys. Um, and the, uh, the 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 two that are up are Mel and Joel. Mel and Joel. Can we talk about Joel's massive tumble <laughs> before? Oh the, my god! <laughs> tumble game. Uh, this is the worst tumble uh, uh, since Barry. <laughs> yeah. Or no? Just what, what was her name, in. Mum? Oh, Robin. Robin. Yeah. Robin. <laughs> that is the deepest cut. Oh, Uncle Barry, Barry you're referring yeah, to. Yeah. Wow, even deeper cut. No, no. Viral only amongst us three. <laughs> but it was just a classic stack. He really it went was down. Amazing. And then I loved his reaction. It was like, no, nothing happened there. And it's just, no, we, we all saw it. Not only we all it. saw it, we caught it on camera in close up. So uh, it's, it's immortalised. Um, oh, poor Joel. <laughs> I know. And but also, that, he, that is the real Every single one of us would have done that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Probably twice, to be fair. Got, got up, just I just down don't know why he thought, I'll just walk over this <laughs> Not con- over. contraption. Through. Through. <laughs> yeah, rather than round, like rather than take one more step. And then trying to be so cool <laughs> afterwards. Like, so relatable. Like, His yeah, head fine. was spinning from the betrayal of <laughs> Courtney Louise. It's true, it but he's true. playing it very cool. Cam Mansell, 
Cam Mansell said uh, last week that Susan doing the splits was like the most the funniest thing he'd ever seen. And then this week new it was the new funniest thing he's ever seen. He's got so many funny things to enjoy no, in his memory wrong. bank. He's not like lying, he's no. not exaggerating. So, do you remember at school when someone would fall off their chair? And it was just oh. like, shut school down, that's funny. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We need a day off. There is no more teaching. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, that is the funniest thing ever. <laughs> it's we, like that. We had a kid poo in class. <gasps> oh! Drop a, <laughs> drop a poo in his pants. And I remember, this was like, this is new entrance to, like, because I remember the teacher came in with a, a, a can of air freshener and doing like a, woo, stinky, like, you know, wave across the nose, like mocking him. He'd been, he'd been taken out of the room, but she gave us permission to laugh at it and it was just terrible teaching <laughs> terrible teaching oh, that poor and so now I laugh at everyone's misfortune it's never gone back <laughs> <laughs> you know who you are <laughs> they probably would be a corny eh? <laughs> yeah. um, now this is, this got really wild in the bleachers this elimination because mm. at some point it became not about the elimination itself but about whether or not Courtney was going to save Mel Mm-hmm. Mercy, uh, and there was a lot of um, whispering going on that soon turned into just like not being very subtle, sly at all. It was just like yelling out, "Yo, what do you think?" <laughs> and there were a few people in the bleachers who were not involved who were just like, "What the fuck?" It was so good. This is like Survivor for the last few seasons has really embraced this, like the live tribal where people arrive and you think you know how everyone's going to vote, and then someone throws out a crazy comment at the last minute, and it goes live again, and everyone starts moving around and whispering. And to see this on this show, I was like, Mwah. Yeah. this is reality gold. Yeah, really it's, good. It's, I mean, if I were on the show and I was sitting in the bleachers, I would just spend the whole time looking at everyone else because mm. that, that's where heaps of the action happens during these elimination battles. When you've got these like secret advantages, you don't know who's got what. Oh, and the teams can talk to each other in a way that yeah. like, is not really... But it started subtle. It started where she was kind of like, and everyone's focused on the battle, and it started subtle. But as she got more and more desperate to make her decision, she just started like <laughs> and then Krimi, talking very openly. And Krimi, Krimi comes lumbers down, lumbers down, <laughs> down the bleachers. Zeus <laughs> yeah. down from his mountain. Again, the most open alliances like ever in a show. It's just wild how openly they talk about like, what alliance are you in? Oh, I'm with this person, this person. Mm. And everyone's in multiple alliances. It's just... Siobhan can't keep up. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. He has no clue how many alliances in. Joel absolutely wasted Mel on this one. Can I say something yes. about this challenge? It's sexist. It's basically like a lot of these things, being big, like i.e. tall and having long limbs, are a, a huge advantage because you can't... Like, Mel was had the, the paddle above her head. She didn't stand on the boxes. But, but right. Joel stood on the boxes. Even Joel to get up to those right. heights stood on the boxes. She just that but, was just I bad gameplay no, from but her. But no matter what, it's always an advantage to be mm. taller in these situations. And there was another one. I think Courtney Louise's had a similar thing. Like that, they just need to figure out something to do with with that situation because where your physical scale is an advantage. Like it, it, I'm sorry, that's just what I think. I agree. <laughs> I concur. It's just. Life's not fair. It's the patriarchy, you know. It is the patriarchy. Uh, anyway, Joel did own it, though. Yeah, he man, he's base. He, I he mean, did. it's it's a bit unfair being a scientist and be able to use physics. But exactly. Fine. But the, Life it, but, it, but people were also saying, Mel, get on the box, get on the box, Mel, use the box, and she just refused to. I think she probably thought she was going to be 
it was a bigger risk to take a step up and potentially drop than, you know, but angling was never a good idea with no. those. Yeah. Mm. And Courtney the merciful, maybe she thought it was a sort of a done deal. Courtney mm. was not very merciful. She were not. As it turned out. What a Do you reckon, Dunk, that they should have more in the elimination challenges like the one where they punished people for being big to like dig a thing and get under the log in the sand? Like that that felt like the only challenge we've had so far that punished Ron and mm. Elvis and Joel. Yeah, and that's, but that's in a face-off situation, right, where you've still got lots of people. But in a, I think it's what you're saying is true. In an elimination, size, sh- you well, know, it, it, physical ability should make no difference because the stakes are so high. Well, endurance can make a difference because that's not um, strictly gender. I mean, women often win like like ultramarathons and so on, but there are but certainly ones where like your literal physical proportions, which are kind of mm. immutable and men have a, a, a sort of scale advantage there. Yeah, um, Courtney stressing so, so much. Ultimately, she decides to just let Mel go home. Mm. And Chisholm was trying to, it felt like drag out. He's like, you've been a great player <laughs> on this game. Yep. <laughs> Anyone want to say Anyone anything? got anything in their pocket? <laughs> <laughs> I watched Gladiator on the, the plane, cracking movie. Uh, still, yeah. and um, it had very much the like Caesar with his oh, thumb out yeah. kind of vibe. <laughs> just sitting there. It was a big power move from Courtney. I think she played it well. Um, Ron, it, you know, I think Ron was like a bit disappointed, but whatever. You know, he still he still seems to mm. be firm in his alliance with her. Um, but, he's he's but a Mel's, bluff joker, Ron. You can't really, you can't phase him. No, nah, no. Nah. It's not the bleeders low. It's not the try <laughs> Yeah, every time. Every time. <laughs> Did you play rugby, Ron? <laughs> Karen O'Leary, though, was pissed. Oh, she was pissed. She was pissed because she just wanted women in the final, right? Like, mm. there was this was the, the whole thing that started back in the Mike King days. Oh. They wanted, you know, a bunch of women wanted an all-woman all final. Well, I think the whole, like, the Women's Alliance really fell apart as soon as it lost its leader, Mike King. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is the problem I have with um, Women's Alliances that they just, it just puts targets on their back. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, immediately, it's not, it's when you see... When you see one group, a group of people constantly hanging out talking, it becomes really obvious that that's an alliance and it's probably not too difficult to figure out what their aim is, right? And then, and then it's like a takedown, you know? So it kind of just makes you more of a target, I think, if you mm. have a really – but mind you, all the alliances are obvious. But then, I don't but, know how to but, work but, this show out. Yeah, but, well, but Karen's – problem was that like there's a really easy way to avoid the situation which is just put two lads up and the fact that yeah. it kept being like a, a lad versus a lady and yeah but when does it start happened. becoming an individual game like do you wait for the merge or do you just you know because for Courtney Melody was just a big threat right mm. yeah and is it better to have an all-woman final or just like one amazing woman who wins you yeah. know like yeah. yeah which is what Courtney's thinking versus two f boys <laughs> like a, a, a <laughs> woman taking event. out two men in the final like that's amazing yeah um it is really interesting on these shows this has also happened in survivor recently where it's like they're so open about the like representation being a bigger goal than like what's actually happening in the show where they're like i'm more determined to have all women in the final than anything that's Mm. actually happening here well karen did the ultimate well so i want women to be here so bad that i a woman will leave (laughs) (laughs) 
We'll get to that. That's uh, literally at the end of the week. Um, and we aren't even in the second episode yet. Oh, anyway. no. Oh, no. We're, we're behind. I've got to hide out at 11 o'clock. That's fine. That's fine. Alex and I can go all damn day. I actually can't. I, okay. <laughs> I can go I'm all on borrowed time, isn't it? Damn Imagine day. if it petered, if it was like an elimination. I eliminate myself, then Alex. And finally, it's just this long monopod from Jamie. Monolith. <laughs> Love it. Uh, charity challenge, water in the bucket thing. Uh, this was a weird one because there was just like, whoever gets back with a good, a decent amount of what's a decent amount of water what in the is, bucket? It's what ex- was this? This was a weird one. Um, <laughs> it's a janky show. Alphas and Courtney were disqualified, uh, and Ron and who won? Ron and Joel. They won, but they had to share the five k. But then Cribby also has to split that mm. shared five k in half because he's representing right. two charities now. But he's winning so many charity challenges. He's I still, just that good. It's, he's just that good. Because <laughs> it's not the it's fine. Well. Yeah. It's not. <laughs> it's not, charity it's not the Tri Nations either. Courtney's <laughs> um, completely falling apart. She knows she's a strong player, but she feels like she's carrying other people through. She's trying to protect other people. She's really starting to think about her own game now. She wants to win for her charity. She has to prioritise getting to the end. And then a producer hands her a clue that Mel has left for her, like a compass or a watchy thing, Um, timepiece perhaps. And that was, oh. Mm. Right? Why was that so moving? (laughs) Yeah, it is the chick effect. It's the chick effect. It's like you fucked me over. Here's a massive advantage. Here's something to remember me by. <laughs> <laughs> Just a ma- and of course that brought on a whole lot of like guilty demeteers. The and- pressure on Courtney now with this and I'm sorry to bring it up again, Karen. You know? Yeah. She's gonna f- no wonder she's falling apart. <laughs> I feel like she's going to be changed by this show. Like, she was in very good spirits at the bowling alley. You know, I think she's fine now. I'm just letting you know that I think that she's survived the whole thing okay. Um, but, you know, who knows what happens when she goes home at night. Well, no, I, th- I, think it, I think it, I feel like it would make you. Like, you'd feel like you'd been forged in fire kind of thing. I know, but you've got to do some dirty shit to get there, eh? <laughs> I think that's, that's life, though, isn't it? That's true. It's probably a good analogy. It's probably, you probably, like, smosh a lot more. Of your, you normally spread your dirty shit out over a longer <laughs> period of time. <laughs> Jesse's becoming very about the, um, the soul. <laughs> really gross phrase. Do you? <laughs> well, well, you Duncan know. does. <laughs> Jesse's becoming about the individual <laughs> game now too. He made lots of promises about sharing this information about what he learned as the navigator, um, but now he's thinking, I actually need to just keep this to myself till the day I die. Mm. Um, and then there's a face-off. Should I stay or should I go alone? That's not how the song goes. But anyway. <laughs> uh, Susan sang it, though. She made sure you knew I know. It. Less than nine seconds. Or five. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely changed by more than 15%. Uh, it's merge time, baby. The prize is pasta. Again, my immediate thought is, what is that going to do to your guts? Because even when <laughs> no. I have been eating normally, if I have a rich pasta, forget about it. And a know? glass of red wine. Oh, after so no booze for oh. however long. Um, Why did Courtney wear white pants? <laughs> <laughs> That's all I'm saying. <laughs> so there's a puzzle and then they have to do a drill thing through some rope and then they have to climb a thing and do a tightrope and so throw sandbags onto a platform. I liked the twist that like you have to start it as a group but finish as an individual mm. and that very few people, perhaps only Jesse Chook, was able to just like ping over that big climbing mm. wall on, on, on their own. So... There was a chat amongst, I don't know who's on what team anymore, but Courtney's team that said if 
anyone helps everyone up over the thing and therefore can't get over themselves, then that person was going to be immune if someone from their team won. They were definitely mm. not going to put that person up, right? Mm-hmm. The first four people to get through to the end of this gained automatic immunity, which meant there was a smaller pool of people to p- choose from to put up an elimination. High stakes. Very high stakes. It's quite quite a complicated situation here. So Courtney wins. Um, Joel, Siobhan and Ron are third, fourth, second, third and fourth, and so they're all safe. So Courtney once again gets to choose who's going up for elimination. She also gets to choose two people to come have a lovely pasta meal and diarrhoea afterwards with her. <laughs> <laughs> and she takes Jessie and Cam. Which... Poor Joel, who's, who's oh. already said, if I ever get a dream island something or other, yeah. I'll just take Straight Courtney. 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 Yeah. It makes me sad. Um, and they obviously have some stretch here. It gets a bit awkward because they want to kind of firm up their alliance, but Courtney's really keen to bring Ron in. But then Jesse and... Oh, I get so confused. That's Jesse and Cam confusing. are like, no, but Siobhan and yeah, and also why else? would we bring the most threatening person? Yeah, in? yeah. yeah. Is this, there's just one Backstreet Boy left, right? Oh, I don't even know what the Backstreet Boys are. <laughs> I mean, the Backstreet Boys are a band to me from yeah. the nineties. I miss the Backstreet Boys. It's just Boy thing. Ron. And I would watch that concert. <laughs> <laughs> well, you could get them on stage with them when they yeah, come in March next year. True. Uh, so what happens? I don't know what happened as a result of that pasta date, but. Um, Courtney's still feeling a lot of pressure. She yeah. feels like Jesse's pushing his ideas and yes, yes, all absolutely. The stress of it all to top it all off. Cam did reveal in the Discord, the real pod Discord, that he hates mushrooms and <gasps> there are mushrooms all through the oh, pasta. That was the other thing. I was, I was looking at that as someone who doesn't eat mushrooms <laughs> and thinking it's not my favourite type of pasta. He reckons he ate it all anyway because he was starving. I ate some of your mushroom lunch yesterday. You found did. It, I felt like it was convincingly meat. Yeah, you really. Yeah. That was, that was uh, grated up mushrooms and grated up cauliflower, yeah, everybody. Very good. You know what he doesn't hate? It's chicken nuggets. Oh, my no God. No one ever sung chicken a song nuggets. of passion and power for, for a nuggy. <laughs> they are my family, he said. That was <laughs> really like amazing. He'd won the $50,000 <laughs> when he uncovered two chicken nugget tiles in the memory game. <laughs> Just Sorry, incredible. Ahead, but you wow. just Okay. Elimination. Um, Siobhan, not Siobhan, Courtney. Oh, mate, she is br- brutal. She I is know. ruthless. She puts Elvis up. She'd always planned to, despite promising. You can't break the promises. You can't break the promises. Uh, despite promising that she would keep anyone immune. So he's like sent the last of them over and yeah. it was like he was like Bruce Willis in Armageddon. Yes. You know yeah. I mean? He sacrificed himself for yeah. the team. For the good of humanity. Ultimately, to get over the bloody wall thing. Mm. And, uh, and she was like, okay, you're up. I actually thought he took it well under the circumstances. He did, but yeah. he's definitely got her number now. She got a target. Because he won against Polina. In the last few weeks, has Polina done anything? I haven't seen her at She's, all. For someone who's been on the show for so long... But is this the edit? Like, did they just decide she's not a main character and then and therefore you just go and get screen time because there's just so much material? Or did she, like, purposefully kind of with, withdraw? Like, I, I would love to see, like, a database of the total words spoken by every contestant mm. on the show because I feel like she's got less than Guy Mont. Yeah, I think I think it's probably also that she hasn't seemed to have participated in Strat Chat, right? And that's what the game is all about at this point. Mm. So there might have been an opportunity for her to be on more, but... It, you know, and uh, even even when other people are talking about their alliances, yeah. they're never saying her name. No, it's just like kind of like her and Karen. 
Which I kind of love, like just that little duo, just yeah. <laughs> relaxing. I can. Just having a nice time. <laughs> yeah. <Indigo> girls. <laughs> Planning on asking for a bit of a refund because the com wasn't up to scratch, you know? But apart <laughs> yeah. from that, lovely holiday up north. <laughs> what um, was this challenge? This I was re- the north, south, east, west oh, puzzle. And yeah. to be fair, Polina tanked it. Do you think mm. she wanted to go home? Because it was yeah. like, when you look at, when you look at uh, the way Elvis put it together, and he was basically telling her what it was. And she... But he was flying too. Like there was he, some kind of nimbleness. Was, he was flying. But I think once you knew it was north, south, east, west, she was like, even when he was putting his up, she was still like, huh? You know? Yeah, and she could just look, right? Like, yeah, <laughs> totally. Right and she didn't even need to look. He said, oh, I know, north, south, east, west. And, <laughs> and like Chizzo commented on it. But I think it gets to a point some people are just like, I'm probably not going to win this. I've had enough. I've got made it quite far through. Mm. I'm going to go home. She didn't even get the emotional Chisholm eulogy. You no. Know? She, she, yeah, it was... Do you, think yeah. Chisholm did that? Do you think Chisholm saw that she sacrificed herself, like like that she did intentionally didn't try in the challenge and then was like, well, you don't get your eulogy? We'll That's never know great. unless we ask him. But he will just leave us on scene. Will I he? know from experience. Chizzy. Chizzy. He's got sheep to look after, you know? Chizzy hard. Um, <laughs> Sorry. And Polina's kind of closing comments are like, such a wacko experience. <laughs> like, that is a good summary. <laughs> Elvis wins a clue. It's a bit of wood with something on it. Yeah, it looks like those, like, you know when you go to Glassons and they're like, how many pieces have you got, doll? And they give you, like, a three to yeah. hang outside your chair. Because they have a hole in the top of it, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> how many pieces have you got, doll? That's good, right? Okay, next episode, it's Siobhan's birthday. She gets a lovely coffee from Susan. Uh, and then we have the charity challenge, which is a slip and slide. This was a fun one to watch. Brie had a hone. Elvis was amazing. They cut through it quite quickly where they montaged a bunch of people who did nothing interesting. And then we got like two massive runs from Ron and Cam. Um, Ron Kravitz, Karen slow doing a big motion, and, running oh, up to that and, thing. and doing the like turtley kind of or inverse turtle. I don't know oh, what you call yeah. that, but it was very clever. Uh, he put a lot of strategy. Like yeah. I think there's definitely an advantage to going last in these things, right? You see what everyone else does, see what works, see what doesn't, and then put all the good things together and ditch the bad stuff and. Just go on your tummy, least friction. But when he was like honing down, I I was like, imagine tackling that. That's just absolute hell. It's like (laughs) multiple catastrophic injuries and he's just runs over the top of you. Absolutely, would never. If he hadn't stopped himself with his face, (laughs) he might have just kept going. He could have been like like, down the country. He's in Australia It's like the Ron Kripp charity run. (laughs) Charity slide. But there was like a divot from his face. It was so intense. Oh, God. Um, okay. Courtney is doubting Jesse because he's made all these alliances and now she wants him gone. The navigator's got to go. I only trust Ron Cribb. <laughs> I only trust a man who stops the force of his body moving at speed with his forehead in the dirt ground. And it's just fine afterwards. Don't. Like. Tr- I mean, do not trust a human who can do superhuman things like that. That's not. That's that's not okay. I want to see more like Ron Cribb fan art from the community. <laughs> I think you might have to do it yourself. Um, individual face off with a memory. Oh, McDonald's, the water thing. It went on too long. This was integration. <laughs> this was, it was great integration. I was quite invested in who was getting fries and who's getting a burger. Um, <laughs> yeah. But it was such a big game. It went, the edit went for so long. So I've got a theory about this. Uh, again, if you'll indulge me a little fold. We will. So 
Th- there was a McDonald's integration earlier in the con. Duncan, I just need to quickly ask you: Do you fold or scrunch? <laughs> what is that? Toilet paper. Do you fold or scrunch? I uh, scrunch. Oh my god! What? I feel like it's a revelation. Surely you should be folding. You should be folding. You're true to okay, the form. I'll change it. I'll change it. I can change, like change the podcast to the scrunch. <laughs> Maybe that's me and Alex's version of the fold is the scrunch. <laughs> anyway, so this year's CTI, despite being an, an, an unalloyed TV masterpiece, is not rated as strongly as last season's for obvious, like, last one happened in Delta lockdown, blah, blah, blah. And I wonder if this was a make good, um, because most of the, the charity challenges have, have just been the one. Cause, and it seems weird for them to book two integrations. Like, that seems odd. And so I wonder if McDonald's had, had just gone, look, th- these are the numbers. You need to, we're a huge advertiser on TV and said, we need a, uh, a compensation. Like, that's just my sort of theory of it. But this was a really good one. Like, surely you were all very hungry mm. by the end mm. of it. Yeah. Oh, they got a Big Mac, you know. Oh, yeah. I mean, we, I've never wanted chicken nuggets more in my life. They, they came to the most amazing sell on those. Clip that. That's an ad. Yeah. 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 It's great for the TikTok or something, you know, if yeah. you like. Yeah. Um, okay. Cam won a game changing advantage. Um, we don't know what that is yet, do we? No. No. I don't think we do. No. He's opened the, did no, he get a little? He got a little thing and he was like, I'm going to take that back and open it on my own. Probably ate it. What is a chicken nugget? <laughs> and this is how contestants forget about people having scrolls. <laughs> yeah. Because we're watching, we're seeing it all, we're seeing it from all angles, and we forgot until just right now. It's true. Siobhan has a big decision to make because she won the challenge. Um, she's in alliances with almost everyone, which means there's very few people she can select from to put up. Uh, so it, she's going to have to fuck over an alliance, mate, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, Siobhan. She, she wants to put up Courtney, and Jessie's just trying to talk her out of it, but Jessie never really tries too hard, and that's mm. a game plan thing. He's like, you don't want to push too hard to the point that someone stops trusting you. Um, but more importantly, Joel gave the dame his big back. That's so nice. He is so not my line here. Holy shit, he is the nicest guy. On an island where you're starving. And he believes everyone, mm. the people who are absolutely fucking him over. And he fell over that one time. I know, in such a spectacular way. That's such a gift to all of us. <laughs> He's too pure I'm for obsessed. This game. He's so nice. <laughs> also genius, though. That Big Mac play is going to pay dividends. True. When Dame Susie D comes into her power in this game. Yeah, yeah true. She'll, she'll not forget. She, she won't forget the Big Mac. What's the thing you said? Devoy always pays her dividends. <laughs> <laughs> I say that? Yeah. How great. I mean, <laughs> she's, again, I've been away. I didn't know that, you know, who was still in the game and who wasn't. And she's just such a gift to this genre. Mm. The only problem is I feel like she has significantly turned down her wild intensity of the first few weeks. Um, and, and maybe it's, you know, one by one she's vanquishing her opponents. <laughs> you know, she's she's got, busy giving everyone massages. That's true. Point. I know, that's I kind of like seeing this side as well. She still gives really great grabs. Like, it's, it's, a, nice, it's a nice combo for me. Two sides of the void. It's, yep. like, it's like nuggets and fries, you know? Um, okay. Siobhan, very honest, telling everyone who... Like she's like, I might put you up, Courtney. By the way, um, and Courtney's like, oh yeah, okay. Siobhan plays the game completely differently to everyone else, yeah. mm. and and I really love it. I find her so engaging. Like, just what a what a cool lady. She's it's an honest trader. Yeah, and it's interesting. <laughs> it's interesting to see um, how. 
playing a game two really different ways can still get you to the same point. Mm. Like Courtney just being, sorry, Siobhan being very open and honest with everyone, very nice and caring and a little bit like just this is a silly game and I love it and I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. But she might win. I mean, she, she she's actually win. really good. Versus at- yeah. Courtney, who is like an absolute maniac player. Like yeah. she's she's almost Lance Cavalli level. Mm. And yet both of these women still here. Still you know here. what I mean? Still at in the, the game. same level. I remember Siobhan told me before she entered the game, she was like, I'm going home day one she's like I am not built for this I'm not ready I don't have I'm so pale I hate being outside I don't want to do any of this well it's fine because they never saw any sun <laughs> true no, yeah, don't, don't, don't worry about it we got you whereas Courtney was like I want to win you know yeah. like yeah and they're both still there yeah amazing I think it was um someone like a few weeks back said I can see the people who are like happy to be here the people who are like, it would be nice to win, and then the people who are like, I want to win. And mm. then you can definitely like filter everyone into those three categories. And Courtney's definitely the I want to win, and Siobhan's the happy to be here. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like they're at the opposite ends of the spectrum. Totally. And in fact, by rights, Courtney shouldn't be there anymore. Siobhan should be the only one of those two. The nice Lovely, happy to be here, player. True, mm. because she she put court up for elimination against Cribby, Cribby, and Cribby won, of course. Courtney was supposed to be going home, and then we saw something we've never seen before on Treasure Island, except for the time <laughs> that Jonah Fahu <laughs> saved Kimberly Grossman well, in the last season. But Mike oh, King true. also sort of eliminated himself. Yeah, in but a, he didn't. That wasn't for someone. It was for him. Um, <laughs> but yes. Yes, like we have seen this before, mm. but for different reasons. Like, I guess you could say Joe Joe left the show not because he, he wanted, wanted to, to save Kimberly, yeah. it's because he wanted to go home and be with his mum. Karen left the show to save Courtney. Did Joe leave from the bleachers, or was Joe in the comp- in the elimination? No, he challenge? left from the bleachers. Right, okay, so it was the same sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. So Karen just puts her hand up and says, "Courtney's a fierce competitor. She deserves to be here." See ya. <laughs> but also, Staunchest feminist. Helena's just gone, her mate in the game, right? Mm. So now she's the only one bobbing about, doing sort of not involved in any alliances or anything. She's getting frustrated that women keep going home. And she can see that Courtney's a weapon. She's like, well, my time here's done. Mm. I got people back home. But, mm. but, but we, we're going to miss her uh, in the moment. Yeah. So her just general commentary and chaotic interactions with people. Golly, she's good. Because they are nice little breaks in between all the tension. Because it's only just going to get more and more tense and more and more tears from here and confusing mm. for me. I really struggle with the alliances. I don't know what the fuck is going on. No. I know that Shahi Butler has some thoughts about O'Leary's mm. self-elimination. Yeah, I didn't think it should have been allowed. <gasps> cool. I think, I think if she wanted to go, that's fair play. Courtney also should have to go. I agree. Mm. Yeah. Yes. Them's the rules. Yeah. But, but are there, there are no rules. That's the only rule. Mm. I agree. I 100% agree mm. with you. Because Great take. Hear me out. Put it, put it on the internet. I do think that obviously Courtney still being in the game is going to provide some interesting um, – What's the word? Interactions in the next over the next week because she's just gonna feel like shit. Like, wouldn't you feel so oh. weird? Because you're like, I should not, literally, should not be here yeah. anymore. Yeah. Not just in an imposter syndrome way, in a like a literal, a literal, literal way. way. <laughs> like the only time that she's really been, she's been, she's won so many things and been captain and so on that she's had immunity mm. so many times. How many times she's been in the elimination? She went up against Alex and won that. Mm-hmm. Has she been in again since then? 
I don't think so. No. I think also... Oh, yeah, against Jessie. They, so oh, no, that was a captain's test. She's got must have a huge tag on her back. Do you know I what think I mean? All of the other competitors are going to be like, this is bullshit, you know, and if they lose anything Siobhan. to her. Like, Siobhan, you know, that was her yeah. move. That was her yeah. power play. And now she knows that Courtney's going to come after her. Mm. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, so so Karen, by saving one woman, kind of fucked over another. <laughs> That's yeah. true. It's very That's hard true. to be a good You feminist. know who came out well from that? Ron Crib. <laughs> Cribby. Yeah, patriarchy continues. One thing, you know, like didn't didn't set it a cat amongst the pigeons. That was all all Karen, you know, and Siobhan and Courtney and down there. That's a whole thing. <sighs> Teflon Ron. Teflon wow, Ron. <laughs> and that is Celebrity Treasure Island for this week. It's also why he slips up. It's so slippery. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> One last little segment before we go. There's some big news in the Max Key Corner. Oh, shit. I was actually going to say that if you didn't. Well, I did it. I did. Yeah, no, say you did it. it. You're good at your damn job. Thank you. Don't, don't, Can don't I stay on, Alex? Can I stay on? <laughs> don't eliminate her. Are you going to put us both up? Uh, yeah. Elimination. Uh, double elim- maybe a double alum. <laughs> We're both out. We don't even have to compete. You're just both gone. <laughs> Like, 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 Let's be quick because I don't have the news story in front of me, so I'm going off memory. Max Key's uh, MK Capital, Max Key Capital Development. They've, <laughs> they've bought a section in Point Chev. Is that where it is? Yeah. Yeah. And they've uh, they've. They've flattened it and put some bungalows up, ready to go. Except for that, they're they're on. They moved some houses onto the section, um, and then done nothing with them for a while. And mm. it's an eyesore on our street. Um, is the story? That's a crazy story because it it does sound quite bad. What he's done, like because he's moved he's moved a house off and then just put four on and just literally just wandered off and gone to the pub. Well, not gone to the pub, gone to do jujitsu and getting even more shredded. Yeah. <laughs> but then no, I think they've then demolished one of the houses because now they're going to have like instead of having four houses, or maybe they're going to have two houses with pools that are in keeping with the neighbourhood. I I just this is just funny to me because it's just a bunch of rich people like. Outriching each other, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, I just said, like, you're everyone's a loser here, mm. except for that you're all living really nicely. So maybe I'm the loser, but just in the sense that it's like I, there's no one that I can side with. I, in fact, no. in some ways, I'm more sided with Max because I'm just like, this is every developer. Every developer does this. He's shit. also trying to increase density in the city. Yeah, <laughs> yeah this is the lefty dream. And they and and also there was COVID. Things did stop for quite some time. You know, he's got training. He's got, yeah, yeah, <laughs> he's got, yeah, he's got secret training, training he's to do. He's got to demolish a whole house and just put it in a bin. But, it's but like, here's an idea. Like we've seen the success of Point Chev on the block. Yes. When there's a development just sitting there ready yes. to be renoed, yeah. and a celebrity developer, Rich Listers, the block. Merge them together. Yeah, two shows that have just been great this year. Fabulous shows. <laughs> just seamless, <laughs> seamless scripting on Rich Listers. We love it. So funny, that story. <laughs> just an idea. Anyway, that's the news. That's Max Key in the news and a great reason to play that lovely jingle. Thank you very much for listening. It's so lovely to be back in the room with you guys, with UTI here. We were so excited to do this pod. There's still two full walls of treats that we haven't noshed on over the last, like, hour and a half. (laughs) Sorry it's so long, but not sorry. Very self-indulgent. We love it. Thank you. Thank you. Goodbye. Goodbye. Kia ora e te iwi. Kia ora Butler here, podcast manager at The Spin-Off. 
If you enjoy listening to our podcasts, consider supporting our mahi by signing up to become a spin-off member at thespinoff.co.nz slash donate. The Spin-Off Podcast Network.